everybody, it's me, Auntie, and I hope you guys are doing well. You know, I looked outside and I saw some of the trees in my yard were beginning to have their little buds. So that means spring is coming close, which I am so excited for. And I now and especially now that a lot of the things are lifted, everybody's going out a lot more and families are visiting and stuff like that. So I think this summer is going to be a great one, right? I'm really excited about the warm weather. You know, one thing I do love to eat, but it's usually all seasons, but mainly during the summertime because it makes me think of Jamaica a lot, is um, the beef patties. And what's funny is um, I had, because of Black History Month, I didn't mention it and stuff, but I thought today would be a great day. Now, if you don't know what um, Jamaican beef patties are, they are... Um, a seasoned spiced beef that is in a pastry, a flaky pastry that's so amazing that has like turmeric in the pastry. So it gives it a nice yellowish color and it is so good. And it sometimes sits between a cocoa bread. And if you don't know what a cocoa bread is, a cocoa bread is just like a, a bun, but it, it, I don't, I don't know exactly what's all in it, but it just makes the patty taste even sweeter, right? Well, I guess when immigrants came to Canada, and especially in Toronto, um, in the 60s and 70s, they brought Jamaican patties over, and a lot of shops were opened um, selling the beef patties. Now, in, 19, in, in 1980, around 1985, uh, a sort of a, what they call the Patty War happened. And there's a documentary out uh, about it called Patty versus Patty. And what happened is um, food inspectors, you know, who inspected restaurants and stuff, didn't like that they were using the term beef patty because they felt that beef patty was more for hamburgers, not for the Jamaican patties. And they demanded that the vendors change the name. And if they didn't, they would get a $5,000 fine, which is about worth about $11,000 now. So they would have to pay a fine if they didn't change the name. Now, one of the vendors um, in the documentary explains that it would cost them more to change the names on the, the boxes, their menus, their sign, everything, you know, and they felt that it also was removing their culture terms as to, as to the, as to, um, the, the patty name. So it was, so the vent, the, um, inspectors still kept finding people and eventually a lot of the um, patty vendors decided to get together and really protest about this. And it, it beca became even bigger. Politicians from near and far got involved. Jamaica Congress got involved. It, it was just a huge, huge thing. Well, come February 19th, they had what they called a patty congress. And came to 
I guess, uh, a compromise where it would be called Jamaican Patty. And from then on, it was called Jamaican Patty. And what really caused more is inspectors felt that Canadians would be confused if the word beef patty, they, they think they would be confused about it, even though a lot of people already knew what beef patties were. So that is why a lot around here, culturally, we still call them beef patties, but um, everybody else calls them Jamaican beef, Jamaican patties or Jamaican beef patties. So now come February 23rd, since 1985, um, it, it is considered Patty Day in the Toronto area. So anytime February 23rd comes around, hey, grab yourself a beef patty, right? And remember this, this big, huge debate over food happened. But if you really want to learn more about this um, documentary, go to YouTube and f search Patty versus Patty. And you will find the uh, small documentary regarding this. So anyways, we're going to read a story about um, a young girl who's a slave. And she's waiting for her freedom. So here we go. Hope's Gift by Kelly Starling Lyon. Illustrated by Don Tate. Christmas night in our cabin, Papa kneeled and wiped the tears from my eyes. Saying goodbye, he whispered, is something you never get used to, even when you're grown. Papa's eyes got watery as he gazed from me to my little brother, Henry. Mama held her hands over her mouth and turned away. I knew she was hurting too. One day we won't have to be apart. Papa said, hugging me and Henry close. One day we'll be free. Maybe this war will make that one day come a little faster. But what if I stopped, scared to ask what would happen if Papa got caught running away? Hush, he said, and pulled out a conch shell crowned with spirals. Got this when Master hired me out to work on the coast, he said, just listen. A song called out to me. That's the sound of freedom, Hope, he said. And nothing can keep it from coming. Nothing. I'll be back as soon as I can, Papa said. And kissing Mama and looking at us one last time. Then he slipped into the night. Me and Henry watched through the cabin window until Papa disappeared. All I saw were woods, looking as lonesome as I felt. As I lay down and closed my eyes, I listened to my shell. Swoosh, swoosh. And Papa's words rang in my ears. Nothing can keep freedom from coming, I whispered. Nothing. Master hollered something awful when the holiday time ended and he learned Papa got away. Said when he finds him, Papa's going to wish he never got that fool notion to run. Week after week, Henry hardly said a thing. He carried the clay marbles Papa made him everywhere he went. 
It was like the outside part of him was there, but something deep inside was gone. Papa's going to come to us, I whispered to him. Papa's going to come and we're going to be finally uh, be a family again. But some nights, cannons roared and Papa felt farther away than ever. On those nights, me, Mama and Henry huddled together and prayed extra hard that he was okay. On those nights, I listened to my shell. Swoosh. Let its song of freedom take me away. Sometimes, Mama put a piece of news about the war in the cotton field. Sometimes we got it together at prayer meetings deep in the woods. Slaves running, swimming, trying to make it to union lines any way they can, said Ivy, master's carriage driver. People say that the war war worse than anything you've ever seen, both sides suffering. May God help us all. I looked at the stars and wondered if Papa was looking up at them too. Was he scared? Was he safe? Could he feel us missing him? As the war pushed into summer and fall, times got leaner and Master needed more hands for picking. Instead of helping helping mind Henry and the other little ones, I started working alongside Mama. From pink light to purple dark, I picked cotton at night. Mama nursed my pricks and the burrs that told me to hold on. We prayed for Papa and freedom each night before sleep. One fall morning, Ivy's wife, Viney, leaned close President Lincoln say he going to free the slaves on New Year, she whispered with a smile. My heart jumped as I whispered it to Mama. She grinned and passed it on down the line. I knew she was thinking about Papa just like me. That afternoon, Master called everyone to the big house. He said he was joining the fight. That scoundrel Lincoln has to be stopped. His girl, Little Miss, cried and hung on to his neck as tight as she could. As I looked at her, I thought about how I miss Papa's smell, kind of like pine, kind of like sweet earth. I thought about how I missed his big smile that made everything seem brighter. I knew how bad she hurt. At Christmas, when we sang carols at the big house, I remember Papa's rumble voice that carried clean across the field. Sadness swept over me as I thought about the year that passed with him being gone. Mama wrapped me and Henry in her arms and said to have faith. Important news was coming. I wondered if the day Papa talked about was finally here. Would President Lincoln set us free? Late on New Year's Eve, we gathered in the woods to pray that President Lincoln would keep his promise. Just after midnight, Ivy rushed into the clearing. The hour is here, she shouted. Today, Lincoln gonna get freedom into motion. Won't be long before we free as any man. The pat of hands clapping and feet stomping echoed through the woods. Viney started singing. Now let me fly. 
As I danced and sang along, I thought about Papa coming for us and felt like I had wings. But after New Year's, it was right back to work. Before I left the quarters, Henry tugged at my arm crying. I thought we was free, he said. I wanted to cry too, but I remember Papa's words. Hush, I said, and wiped Henry's tears. You want to hear something? I held my shell to his ear. Swoosh, swoosh. That's the sound of freedom, Henry, I said. And nothing can keep it from coming. Nothing. Day of waiting turned into weeks and months, planting seeds and still no papa. When worries hurt my stomach, I listened to my shell and heard papa's voice in the swishing. Picking time came and another lonely Christmas passed. Then on spring morning, I looked to the road and saw a troop of colored soldiers wearing Union blue. One broke into a grin that could outshine the sun. He held his head a bit higher than I remembered, but his eyes were soft and full of tears. Papa, Papa, I hollered. We raced to each other. Papa kissed my cheek and spun me all around. Then he grabbed onto Mama and kept on holding like he'd never let go. We're free, Papa shouted, free. Go on, get your brother, girl, as many as want to as you want to can come along. Knees spread in a flash. Ivy and Viney raised their hands to, to heaven. Everywhere people hugged and tears steamed, streamed down their faces. When Henry saw Papa, he grinned and held out his marbles. Papa rubbed Henry's head, then clutched him tight. In the cabin, as we gathered our things, I thought about all the people still waiting to be free. I knew their day would come too. As we left, I took one last look at our past. Then the wind kissed my cheeks, swoosh, swoosh, and the song in my heart made me smile. Nothing can keep freedom from coming. I sang nothing. Can you imagine families having to part and not knowing what's happening with them, if they're okay, if they're all right. And you just have to go on faith that everything's going to be all right. You know, because it was a time where there was no phones, you know, no cell phones or anything like that. Even when I grew up, you had to kind of assume somebody was okay when they were away because we didn't have cell phones back then, right? So you just had to wait till they got to a phone to call you. And I love that she had her faith and she held on to the gift her father gave her that gave her comfort and hope that nothing would stop freedom. And it didn't because we're free, right? Well, that's it for me today. And hey, don't forget to grab yourself a Jamaican patty, okay, guys? Because guess what? Carabana will be coming soon and... Oh, the warm weather touching our melanin skin is going to be coming out and it's going to be amazing. So I'm proud to be black because black looks good on me and it looks so amazing on you guys. Take care. Bye for now.